Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 you know mm-hmm. what those bubbles look like to me now that I'm thinking about it? Like, I, I look at them and I'm like, you know, he's looking at those bubbles thinking, wow, you know what I could go for right now? A nice, cold, crisp, mountain fucking dew. Was I supposed to say it along with you? Is that why you were... I was... I was thinking you would have, but you know you're crippled, so you might not understand. Okay, that's so why I slowed it down. You know. No, say it again. I'll say it with you. Like a a a, a nice, nice cold, cold crisp mountain, mountain dew. Fucking a fucking dew. Dew. That's right dew. there. See, yeah. That was that was worse. That was worse than just letting you just say it. Oh my god. No, because you sound so crippled. Um, see now, for lack of a cold open, because you're you're like forever afraid. A little little peek behind the curtain, um, viewers. He's a little afraid of running out of material for cold open. So I have decided um, that I will. There goes the Muppet again. Okay. <laughs> um, so I have decided that I will um, take over the mantle of doing cold opens at times. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it all. Oh God. (laughs) Hey, Whatever you do, Mike, when you're done with your pathetic cold open, don't forget to run the right intro first before the really long one. Oh, shit. You know what else? I, I just realized I forgot to create a guest intro for Kyle. Oh, my God. Wait, let me make sure I have his book trailer up here because we're going to play that before he comes out. Let me make sure I have that. Yes, I do have it. Okay, good. Do you have anything I, together for the show anymore? I have his book trailer. But no, so anyway. It's a so, no wonder I don't promote this show. I know you should promote it more. I don't know why you don't. Um, I, I guess I guess I should get 
um, our father to do that because at least our father, you know, promotes better than you do. Yeah, he can do that. If you if if he wants to, he can promote it. I'm just not promoting it on my Facebook. This is a god awful show, and I should not be saying seventy percent of the things that I say on this show. Right. Well. Uh, okay. So there, I had a cold open, and I'll use this cold open now. Um, there's something that I did want to talk about later that actually happened in Dayton, Ohio. Um, yesterday or today, I believe, but we'll, we'll get into that, um, later on. But, um, so this past Wednesday, I went to the hospital because my mother was having an angioplasty on her carotids, her carotid arteries. Um, and it turned out that that was a total shit show because whatever tests the doctor read, um, he thought that she was like 80 or 85% blocked. It turns out that she is only 10 to 20% blocked. So they didn't end up doing anything. But that, that just sets up um, the, the one part of the thing. So I, uh, I went to the hospital that day because my brother couldn't get off of work. So I was, you know, the designated uh, go to the hospital and sit around and wait all day. So um, I'm walking around with my two canes. And I started on, uh, I guess, the second floor of this um, area of the hospital. So I take the elevator and I go down to the ground floor. And to which I see these two women. Both are old. One is being pushed in a wheelchair, who is like old and kind of decrepit looking. And this other woman, who is also old, but not as decrepit looking, pushing the other woman in a wheelchair. And she comes up to me and she says, I see you walking. I've seen you walking since up on the second floor. And I followed you. I watched you walk all the way from the second floor down to the first floor. And I just wanted to say, you're doing a very good job. Good job. <coughs> to which she started. So then I said, Oh, I said, I said, thank you. I wanted to be like, Yay, I do good job. I do good job. Yay. But I didn't. I was just like, I was just like, Yeah, thank you. You know. <coughs> so, so then she started fucking, and I shit you not, she started to push the old decrepit woman around again. And literally almost ran her into a wall. To which the old decrepit woman looked at me and said, Yes, she's looking at you, but she can't even look at me to fucking push me around straight. And there There, you go. Mike, there is your soulmate right there. No, she was way too old for me. I can't do that. I, you, you know, Mike, you can't do that. You can't sit there and say, I'm going to be picky about my soulmates. And you know what? I don't know where I'm going with this. Just start the show. You're right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tales from the Crips contains topics, themes, and dialogue that may be of a frank and sensitive nature to some listeners and or viewers. Discretion is advised. 
I'm just curious, why do you still have that old photo for the final Tales from the Crypts artwork on the intro when you should be putting this much better Beavis and Butthead parody one on there? Because the Beavis and Butthead parody one was made after I already did that. But here's the thing. Um, we're going to have a whole new intro before you know it. Um, because I told Ar you know Aaron that I wanted another one that he's going to make. Um, I think he's against um, what I want to do, though. Why? Is it really you may be against it? Um, I, I was going to have a bunch of planes um, um, dive bombing cripples. You know what you should actually do? You should have them uh, find the 9 11 picture and put my. Oh, no, face. that's fucked up. No, you should find them find a 9-11 picture and put my face and your face on a plane that's heading towards them. <laughs> no, no, I got it, I got it. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to draw in or Photoshop in. He's gonna. He's gonna just get over this because this. Okay, go ahead. Wait. He's gonna have to. No, here's what I want. I it just hit me. It just hit me like a hijacked flight on 9/11. Okay. Great. Listen, it just hit me. This is what I want. And Aaron, if you're listening to this or in the future you're listening, you're gonna fucking do this, boy. Yes. He'll and he'll listen because he listens to every show, unlike you. Right, and he listens to me. Over, he doesn't listen to you, he listens to me, because he knows I got the better ideas. Yeah. I want an actual picture <laughs> of of the 9-11 day, but before the Twin Towers are hit. And I want you, and I want you to Photoshop... <laughs> you're like 9-11 like, day, and I want you to Photoshop... <laughs> You're like sitting there, like I want an actual picture of 9/11 day. What the fuck? 9/11 day. You are like. Should I? I am I? Am I gonna call you Cody Fry? Is that your name I for did, that one? Yeah, Cody French Fry. I'm gonna stick with it though, okay? Oh, uh, real quick, as a side story, oh, I don't think I've told shit. this yet on on the show. Oh, I, if I told this on the show already, then let me know. But um, my doctor started me on, on new cholesterol medication because, surprise, surprise, I can't stay away from the fucking snacks. And yeah, we see the fudge stripes. Go ahead. And some, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see it right in the fucking intro, right? Um, right. Some right. of the side effects of right. this cholesterol medication is um, confusion and loss of memory. So and, and it is fucking true. It is, that's hitting me. I, I, I have been confused lately, and I have been forgetting a lot. And oh, who knows, God. maybe it'd be fun for the show going forward. I don't know. I'll be even more disabled on the show, I guess. But anyway, here's what I want. I'm going to get back. 
<laughs> I, I want to get back to what I what I want from Aaron. As I was saying, as I was saying, boy, I want a picture of 9/11 Day. I'm gonna stick with that. And uh, it doesn't have to be. Here's the thing. This is why Aaron shouldn't have any problem with my idea. I want a peaceful photo of the 9/11 Day Twin Towers. And actually, it doesn't even have to be that day, but it should be that day because you know it's it's it, it's synonymous with whatever. Um, I want you to Photoshop some different planes that's coming in from both from the left and from the right. Mike's face mm-hmm. has got to be on the left plane. My face has got to be on the right plane. Right? <laughs> Go with the specific sides again. No, yeah, because this is how it it, it is. Like it's it, it's this is how it has to be, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and on the uh, on the actual twin towers that are no longer with us these days, R.I.P. Um, I want them to possibly have words such as wokeness and socially acceptable written on both of them, because right? then we're gonna crash into that fucking shit. All we right. are taking down those towers. We are taking down the socially acceptable and woke towers, aren't we? Yeah, we're taking it back to the crippled ways. No, think about it. Isn't that a, a brilliant idea for some artwork? It is, actually. I like that. Okay, Aaron, Aaron, you better do it. I'm not even. I'll come like on that. to that. I'll come on to your show, which you don't apparently know what the fuck you want the name of it to be. You just switch your <laughs> names. What's what? What's the new name? El Dewar. It's, uh, Nero. No, it's the it's the it's the near. It's the nearer do do well. The, the Enigma Hour with Aaron and and Poe or whatever the fuck. Well, his wow. name is Aaron Poe. Yeah, I know. So he's Poe, and then there's JT JT Lee. Okay, yeah, um, the, the Enigma Hour with Poe and JT. Okay, so okay. um, well, well, first of all, welcome to Tales from the Crips. This is a brand new pot. This is a brand new podcast for. Uh, 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 hosted by two disabled men. I was it me that you guys said that you recognize, or was it you the look, other? Yeah, Tony, you look familiar to me. Hmm. Like, where do you live? Are you living uh, in the, in the area here, or where where are you? I live in Ohio. Well, that's definitely then I don't know you. Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> maybe look familiar. Sorry, yeah. No, yeah, I just live in Ohio. Where do what uh, in general? Where do you guys live? We are 45 minutes away from Toronto, so we live in Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure we've never met in person. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but it's, it's a pleasure meeting both of you. And Kyle's told me about uh, this uh, podcast, so he's quite excited about it. So thank you for having us, and thank you for having Kyle. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, have has So has Kyle listened to any ep- episodes, or has he just learned about this uh, show just recently? I mean, I want a couple of videos. So Kyle said he's watched a couple of your videos. Oh, good. I mean, does yeah. does he find any of it funny? Uh, we we do have a wild sense of humor on this show. Yeah, a little bit. It's up Kyle's alley, he'll tell you. Okay, that's so, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he both have a good sense of humor, so Kyle's got a great sense of humor. So That's good. He loves that thing. He loves that things with humor for sure. Now, I mean, let's be honest. We've lit, we we are moving into a society where there it's like it's like you're not allowed to have a, a sense of humor anymore. And this is the time it's really needed, isn't it? Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, you know, everyone, everyone is so goddamn concerned about getting canceled and offending people. You know what happens when you're offended? Nothing. You, you eventually get That's over right. it. That's right, for sure. Nothing comes from that energy. Right. Nothing. Um, so, if it's alright, I'd like to ask you guys a couple of questions so I can understand uh, Kyle a little bit better as a human being. And so I'd also like to understand you a little bit more as a human being. You're his father, correct? Yes, correct. Right. And, and you basically have been taking care of him uh, all of his life? Uh, my wife and myself, yes. Okay, yes. so his his yeah. parents, you and her, and his mom, you guys have been together the, his whole his whole life. Yeah, we've been married uh, thirty four years, so he's thirty two years now. That is awesome. Yeah. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's your name again, sir? Colin. 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 Yeah, exactly. Okay, with a with a C, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not Colin. Not no, not Colin. Name. No. You don't. You won't. <laughs> I know you're a little up there in age, Colin, but you won't have to worry about no colon problems for a little bit while longer, right? <laughs> so, Colin, it is, it's a very pleasant thing to hear that there is a couple out there, an older couple, that stayed together after giving birth to a disabled child. I mean, it, it is, and it's certainly meant as no disrespect to any people that have... No. That, that have disabled children, but it is a strenuous, stressful situation, um, and a lot of people can't handle it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. If you don't mind me starting with this question, um, can you, it, to, to, to the extent of your comfort, could you walk us through a little bit in the beginning of when you guys found out that Kyle was going to be born with a disability and how you and your wife chose to cope with it and whatever, whatever it is that you feel comfortable telling us. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, uh, two years into our marriage, uh, we had Kyle. So my wife, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. So yes. my wife had a fantastic pregnancy and, um, right at birth, uh, in the, in the moment of transition, Kyle had swallowed his meconium. So, which, uh, no. yeah, but in other words, he ate his own shit, right? <laughs> so, no. so that's what Kyle said. He looked at me to say, go ahead, let him have it. So, well, uh, we could just call, we just, we could just call Kyle an old fashioned shit talker, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Full of gas, too. But, um, so, so, technically, what happened was, yeah, he had oxygen deprivation. So he was born flat, which uh, means that uh, there's most likely going to be brain damage. But uh, we were promised that everything was okay. He uh, was going to be fine, and but he wasn't. He spent uh, a couple of days in intensive care, and they put him into a coma, and they were working on him, trying to intubate him and get get the stuff out of his lungs and so on and so forth. But uh, we brought him home. And um, it was on Mother's Day he got uh, let go, and we brought him home, and we started leading our lives normally, and as normal as uh, two new parents would. Right. Right? So you're learning along the way. So since this was our first child, and knowing milestones that babies will make, you're looking for them as, you do, as they develop. Right. So I just noticed that he wasn't toning up. I noticed that he wasn't sitting up properly. I noticed that he wasn't meeting those milestones. Um, so when talking to the doctor, the doctor basically thought I was a hypochondriac and uh, so pushed us off. So 
speeding up to about 16 months, uh, we were put into a room with um, doctors because when you're born into a um, an ICU unit or a neonatal, you have to follow up uh, with uh, the doctors for um, four sessions every three months for the first year so they can monitor their development. Yes. So nothing, nothing came of any of that. And then uh, several times I asked my doctor, but then eventually we had a meeting with all the doctors because they wanted to let us know that your son has cerebral palsy and that's what it is and uh, get on with it and we'll see you later. So that's what we did. We just said, okay, we looked at each other. We had to learn what was happening. We had to learn what cerebral palsy meant and we had to, you know, we, we, we got in this together. I mean, when we got married and we have children, the whole thing is, is that, and, and I hate to say this, but to some people, they're, they're, they're going to think I'm crazy. But if you're going to turn around and get married and have children, you made an oath to each other that you're going to raise this child. Doesn't matter what you're going to have. Doesn't matter what's going to happen. Right. You, you It's going to take two of you to make this work. And those who don't are, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, but I'll tell you right now, is I would never allow that to happen to my wife, that she'd have to deal with it 100%. We got in this together. And um, so raising Kyle, um, when we found out around uh, 16 months that he had cerebral palsy, then we started uh, dealing with uh, physiotherapists, occupational therapists. And in our backyard here, just around the corner from us, um, ironically, is a program that was a rehabilitation program that was designed for um, children with disabilities, but you had to have multiple disabilities to get in. Kyle fit that criteria. So from the age of two to four, he was able to go there. And then for, he went into um, regular school. That was appointment after appointment after appointment after appointment, physio, occupational, speech therapy, technical act, that clinic. We were constantly going for, for appointments. We did not have any children in between that time because at that point, he was first. We didn't want to bring another child in at that point because we didn't know where we were going with the one we had. So we had our dessert and we had our meal and we were like full with everything we needed and we just felt that we have to put the attention on him. So six right. years later, we had a second child. And so um, Kyle was in full-time school and fully integrated. Um, now, Kyle's cerebral palsy is a little bit unique because um, the things that he should be able to do, he can't, and things that he can't, he can. So he was perplexing to uh, the therapist at most. Um, so that didn't leave us with much because we were also learning as well as parents. Right. So, so with um, Savannah and I, you know, we knew we're not going to, when you have kids, you got to get over it. You're not going to be first in the relationship. You got to fight to be first in relationship, but you know what? You can keep fighting, but you know what? You're going to be what it's going to be. And you're going to find the time in the day um, to have your relationship and try to make it work. Not easy. No relationship is easy. Um, but I think our personalities were such that we understood our position. But when you're raising a child that you love and you try to give them the best that you can and get them the best support they can, um, that anybody can offer, 
Um, it was to us, it was just a normal thing to do. It, it, it actually became, it, it was a normal thing for us to, to deal with this disability um, to, it's like any child, to whether they're, they're acting out or they have anxiety or whatever the case may be, is try to sort of get some reins on it and figure out which way we're steering this vehicle. Right. And what, what is he, what, how is he uh, comfortable? Yeah. And, and you're so right because most chicken shit parents just want to jump out of the car instead of, instead yeah. of, uh, you know, driving it in the right direction in the right lane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. I can't stress this enough. I respect the ever living fuck out of you guys for sticking with that and loving Kyle to as much as you can and, and helping him feel welcomed in this world. Let's that's let's be completely honest, is a world that's not set up for disabled right. people. It's a world filled filled with people that uh, lots of times don't accept disabled people and and. and that is a very, very difficult. That's almost like our own personal hell in a weird kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was, that was the end of my thought. Go ahead. No, when, when you're stating that, it's very true because uh, we have some great friends. Okay, so um, the friends that we have um, are are really, really great. But you know what? The first thing they'll say is, "I'm glad it happened to you, not to me." Yeah. And. I don't think I can handle it. I'm surprised you two are married. And I, I think to myself, hmm, you know, I, I, I try to figure this all out. Um, you know what? When, when you start with something like this, when you have a baby, just a baby, a normal baby, it is going to change your life. And the whole thing is going to change the way your marriage is in different ways, but it's also going to... Um, reunite you as a couple in a different way um it's the same thing when we're growing up you know you go to kindergarten next thing you know to go to high school and then you're going to go to university then you start working when you start working there's different rules it's a different different playground and so when you're dealing with a special needs child it's a different playground i'm going to say something too what? i have been been in a world of, of dealing with and being around disabled people and I have been in areas that I've been with very aloof people. I would rather go back to that room with the disabled people. I'd rather go back to the real world. That's the real world. That's the world that's actually happening. That's the world I find myself the happiest. I don't find myself the happiest in the other world because it's not real. And right. Um, right. people have asked me that question, ask my wife that question. And you know what the, the hardest part is, is that I try to sort of figure out where they're coming from because I guess they've never experienced the love I have or the love I have for my child. I remember the first day he was able to look at me, right? With his eyes. There's somebody home. There's somebody there. Right. And and, and Kyle, Kyle was just telling me and punch you because when Kyle was uh, a year or so, he was sitting on my lap one day. And, you know, as a parent, you worry about the development. You worry about how this child is going to find his path. What is he, what is he able to do? What he's not able to do. Um, so he sat on my lap. I came home. It was a very long day and I was just eating a bit of supper. And, um, all of a sudden I, I noticed that he was raising his one arm up like this. And he undercut me underneath my chin and he punched me underneath my chin and he just sat there 
and he knew exactly what he did and he laughed about it and i thought to myself oh my god there's somebody home here because if I, this kid's got a sense of humor this kid's got this is this here he thought that out and that was a connection and i'll never forget that connection and because it's the small things that you know somebody's home yeah and if you just grab that and you run with it and that's all you do that you know that that is awesome you know mm -hmm. colin i i gotta say even just in the first few minutes of this interview tonight we've had quite a few people on our show so far we've been doing this show off and on since march and uh mm -hmm. you know we get people coming on they're a little silly we've get other people come on and they're full of themselves you know I, if you don't know what i'm talking about go find the episode with the director of operations you know that guy was so full of himself it was unbelievable yeah uh, you yeah. know, we've had people that uh, don't really want to talk about much other than their own delusional bullshit that pops out of their asshole, you know, but this yeah, is, yeah. this is the first time I have had such an amazing person with his son uh, to come on to the show. And, and that, that I'm, you almost brought me to tears telling that story. Cause let me tell you real quick, and I'm not making this about me. This is about you guys yeah. on tonight's episode, but I, unfortunately, I don't have parents like that. I never had parents like that. When I was born, uh, my dad uh, barricaded himself in his own bedroom for almost three months. Um, and and he, he was an alcoholic. He is still an alcoholic. He's drunk, passed, up, passed out in his room upstairs right now. So, you know, and that's my point. Most, most people with disabilities have to deal with not that type of support, you know, from their family, mm -hmm. from their parents. And my God... Mm -hmm. Kyle is so blessed and, and to, to have you as a father, like I've only known you for 10 minutes and, and that, that I, I'm, I'm so happy right now. Like you, you just in the few minutes you have put both of us in, in a great mood, just hearing that alone. I, we have so yeah. much else to, to dive into, but uh, I just yeah. wanted to say on behalf of my co-host, that was an amazing start to, to all. Yeah. Really, really. Well, thank you. You know, um, I'm sorry, you know, you had to go through that. I'm sorry um, those events happened, and I don't know why. It's I okay. Why I can't, but yeah. It's you okay. Know, I can't explain why. Yeah, no, it, something. Go ahead. It, 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 it's because, I mean, when I'm sitting here looking at both of you, I mean, you're fighters, and it's amazing that how you fought through that and how you know, like you're, the, the things that you're doing, but you, you didn't let that um, validate who you were. You know, you, 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 I think you come to terms with that's what it was. That's, my dad was an alcoholic. So right. obviously he can't help himself. And this is what we say, Cody. This is what we say, because there was a point, and I'll skip to one point where Kyle was having a hard time dealing with the fact that, you know, he was overcome with, the milestones he wasn't able to do with his peers and and he was validated like why do i have cp and uh so on and so forth and you know i didn't i didn't i knew the question might be coming it's like it's like when you give a child up for adoption you know that one day they may find you and you have to answer questions and so i knew one day he's probably gonna ask me questions and i'm not gonna really know how to answer them <laughs> because i'm not educated in that field all i can tell you is the truth so right. this goes back to with yourself, he valid. He wanted to know why he had cerebral palsy, and I said, "I don't know why. I don't know why." But 
you know, life is like a deck of cards. It just, you know, there's, you just get dealt one and you got to play it. Right. And um, he said, well, you know, well, and I said, well, first of all, I said, I'm going to tell you one thing. We see people that have legs, they can run. We see people that have legs that can, that can walk. We see people that have arms that they can play football. And we see people that can do everything there is possible. But it's the thing that's on top of their shoulders that they can't get fixed. And the thing is, is that, and I'm not talking about mental illness here. I'm talking about attitude. You know, I'm talking about yeah. they just can't get over. And they're just they're entitled, and, whatever. And personal decisions too, you know, right? You see all personal these... Decisions. You see all these. Yeah. You see all these people that are completely yeah. normal looking physically. They can do all the things yeah. that you would expect a normal human being yeah. to do. But then you know when you find out about their skeletons in their closet, and then you yeah. find out what yeah. you know. Then you look at their addictions, and you look at all their shit they do. You know, you yeah. see a guy who's a jock in high school and who's got big, strong arms, and as you would say, is a good football player. But for all you know, in that current time period, he may be beating on his girlfriend. You know, and to yeah, me, yeah. to me, that's considered uh, a, a much more of a mental disability than the uh, actual official mental disabilities right. out there. Right. And I've right. always told my friends, um, you know, yeah, I was born physically different, but I've got a good head on my shoulders. And at least if, if I was yeah. born, see, that's the thing. Almost every single person in my family are drug addicts. I am not. I'm straight edge. I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't. I don't do any of that stuff, and um, I do feel that if I wasn't born the way I was, I would have had the opportunity and the ability to do all of that shit that they do, and who knows what I would be in life at, at this point. This is what we talk about, right? This is what we talk about. We talk about, you know, he's using his head, and, and, and you know, really, I think if you wanted to go that route, you would have. You know what? I know people that are in chairs that would have as well. But I think the head on your shoulders is what you use and you can see what not to do because you were smart enough to execute that. And I really do believe that. You know what you didn't want for yourself. You already had your own challenges. In fact, that is a that that challenge <laughs> is is pretty bad. Right. Right? So I give you kudos as well because you know what, it's not easy to be in an environment and to be different. It's easier for some people just to be like Whitney Houston, look at Bobby Jr. You know, you can't beat him, as well join them. And it's bad because it was the environment she was brought up in. And right. you know what? She ended her life that way. And she didn't have to. Right. You know? I definitely yeah, agree. Yeah, so it's very hard, yeah. Now, um, leading into my next question, uh, tell me a little bit about how, and, and if Kyle is able to, and if he wants to, he yeah. can always interject and uh, yeah. say whatever he wants, and I'll, I'll give him as much time as he needs to, and uh, if, he, if he has a little difficulty forming words, that's fine, we're on no time limit yeah. tonight, um, yeah. so anytime, either two of you, the, when I ask these questions, they're for both of you, you either one of you can talk, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. tell me a little bit about Kyle's teenage years, his later teens, because you know, when you hit a certain time period in your life as a disabled person, when you really want the acceptance of the people around you, not just your family anymore, but girls and, and, and other people, you know, regular friends and, and stuff like that. How, tell me, talk to me about how Kyle uh, uh, dealt with that and coped with all of that in his, in his teens years, teen years. So do you want me to start 
start a bit. Give me okay. some give me some pointers and I'll help. So tell me what you want to talk about. Okay, so Kyle did do uh, some uh, uh, okay, so when Kyle was in high school, uh, Kyle was um, Kyle put himself out in the sense of he put himself out to meet other people. What's really tough is is that all the kids are um, heading in the same direction. And in the sense of uh, they're busy, they're doing things, they're in sports and so on and so forth. So really they didn't have a lot of time to come and visit Kyle. Uh, he has very few friends. He has a lot of friends, a lot of friends. But he has a very few amount of friends that will actually come to the house and visit. So Kyle would reach out, reach out, reach out, connect them because of all our social media that Kyle was able to connect with them through, you know, his telephone, through, you know, uh, Facebook and so on and so forth. So he has some really, really, really nice uh, friends and his friends are, uh, some of them are, are uh, out there having a fun time. They're, they have the drinks and everything, get together like the, you know, the guys do. And he has some friends that are like, yeah, that's not my scene. Uh, really good, really good clean friend. So when he was going through his teenage uh, years, and as I was talking about, he was trying to figure out what was going on. He wasn't hitting uh, some of the things everybody else was doing. Number one, driver's license. Number two, getting jobs. Number three, dating. You know, those are things that just weren't happening for him. Number four, hanging out with the guys. Like Kyle was... Uh, Yes. So eventually what happened was, yes. So eventually what happened was Kyle was asked to come out the place because I think his friend started figuring, you know, I'm getting to know him and, and Kyle was busy with sledge hockey. So I use guys are familiar with sledge hockey. Sledge hockey. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, would you like to explain us real quick what sledge hockey is? Yeah, sledge hockey is they sit on actual sleds, so they have a seat that's made for them, and in a, like a plasticky type seat. But they have um, it sits on bars that actually have skates underneath the seat, and a tripod where your feet would be with a bar, and you propel it with small uh, hockey sticks with serrated edges on the end. So they have put on tips like a figure skater on the end of the hockey stick, and they propel themselves with that, and they shoot with that. So it's it's pretty big. I, I think you have it down there too, actually. It's in the Paralympics and so on and so forth. Awesome. So Kyle was on that. And he had pushers that I was one of his pushers that was uh, on there until they were attacking me and uh, causing some damage that I have to, I'm self employed. So I had to go to work. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had some other pushers come on that played hockey. And he was able to, he was able to mingle a lot with uh, his own uh, friends that uh, had physical disabilities, and also he was able to hang out with some of the non-disabled people. So his world of friends started growing. So that kept him busy, and uh, we had a baseball that he was involved in, but he had, a, he had to retire from it all because his hip is um, out of its socket, and it uh, perished. So right. he, had, he had to stop that. So with um, everybody going to school, um, he went out with them in evenings and so on and so forth. Uh, his good friend James, uh, he has a cousin that, that they go out. Um, limited, limited, because everybody's busy, right? So right. the struggles that he had to go through, uh, he had to deal with them. So he had to sort of suppress some of his feelings until eventually it came to head. And, you know, it was an emotional time for him to deal with it. But 
there was a point where if I'm going to allow that to sort of validate me again, I'm not going to go any further. So I just had to keep moving. So Kyle ended up going to uh, college after grade uh, 12. Now I know you're American and college for us and university for us are different. All right. So college is post-secondary and it's, uh, it's sort of a step from university, but it's in the same parallel as a university. Okay. But, uh, he went for architecture. So he's an architect technician by trade. So that opened up new friends. That opened up new channels for him. Yeah. And so it was a really good uh, thing for Kyle. But Kyle still, still, um, he, he reaches out on dating sites. Uh, he reaches out um, to talk to, to him. He's done, he's gone on several dates. Really? Um, the major question is, yeah, the major question he finds is that most of them ask if his penis works. And so he says, well, I don't know about vagina. How does your vagina work? <laughs> great comeback. That's great. That is, wait, that is so, I don't, I don't want to go past that too quickly. So he, he, Kyle has actually gotten to go out on dates. He has. That yes. is amazing. Yeah. Now, go ahead. You'll see that Kyle sits in the book. So he'll go on these dates. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they come in from different areas to meet him. And so because Kyle did a little test on there, he was playing uh, like, you know, uh, letting everybody know he had cerebral palsy. And then he backed off by saying, I'm Kyle Scott. And then when you contacted him, I uh, spoke to him. He didn't lab out that, uh, you know, I have a disability because... Did you tell me what your problems are? No, I don't think so. So he just he just wanted to talk to you. And that's all it is. And then eventually he said, I don't know how you feel this, but I have cerebral palsy, this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden it would either be a click or, uh, oh, well, that's okay. And then he found out that's okay is not okay, right? So they would just say that to appease him so they wouldn't hurt him. Yeah. But at, at the point you turn around and say, you know what, it's okay. Just, just be comfortable with what is, right? Yeah. That's all you have to be comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, real, qu real quick, I want to also let you guys know. By the way, can you see us? Are you still, do you still have our picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can see you. Oh, awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Um, we have uh, one of my other co hosts on another show that I do uh, called Crossing the yeah. Streams. We have my co host, Rob, in the room with us uh, in the comments section. And he, well, I wanted to read this comment to you. He uh, said that when you get a moment, guys, please let Colin and Kyle know that his story about Kyle's life has given me newfound hope in humanity. And I couldn't say oh. it any better, any better oh. than that. He's right. Now, oh. I, pa I paraphrase a little bit because our buddy Rob is not the greatest typer. So I did add the appropriate words in there for him. But Rob, I understood oh. what you were saying. Oh, well, thank you. That was very nice. Now, again, but. Know, but before we move on, I do want to give you and Kyle a little piece of advice. When you got, when you, Kyle goes out on a date with a woman and he thinks ahead of time that this woman is just trying to appease him, inform her that the rules are a little different when you go out on a date with a, with a crippled dude, and that is that the woman has to pay for everything. There you go. There you go. There you are. That's a good one. That's a good one. Anyway, go ahead, Colin. You're done. Yeah, so so summing it up, uh, Kyle Kyle has um, Kyle's made it work. There's a difference between if you sit around, it's not going to happen. But Kyle's like 
connected with people. He talks to people. You know, he, he reaches out to people. And um, because I'm, when I'm at work, I'm, I'm, <laughs> some of my customers he, he's in contact with. So what happens is because he's met some of them, maybe he's come to my work, you know, so and so forth. So they'll say, oh, Kyle's uh, told me that Kyle wished me happy birthday or Kyle did this. I said, oh, did he? Oh, okay. Oh, did he? Oh, Kyle told you that? So the one I'm trying to sum that up and say is that, you know, he he's not just sitting behind the wall. He's making himself seen. And, you know, you got to give, you got to give um, anybody that's in a situation, uh, you know, if they have, a beauty mark on their face they don't like they're shy they just don't you know they don't want to be a part of anything but but it's like that's your world get out there move over because we're here and um give us our space and we are uh, we, we we own part of this world too so let's play together let's be together and um that's been our philosophy and so kyle's philosophy and so the nice thing about kyle is that um people are very receptive to him and um they go out of the way for him and the sense of uh they'll text him they'll talk to him hey kyle they'll you know uh we don't he doesn't get taken out a lot or, or you know like um socialized people don't pick him up and take him out periodically it may happen mm -hmm. but um, we will take him to places we will drop him off at his friend's house or you know pick him back up and we'll make it easy for everybody so that they're not driving around. Um, we will still do that. We'll That's do awesome. what we can do to to help him to give him opportunity. So that is um, awesome. Yeah. So you know, I Colin, Colin, I got to tell you, I know you're all the way out there in Terrence and Phillip Town and Canada, wherever. But if I was next to you right now, I'd give you a great big kiss for what a great man you are. <laughs> But, you know, thank you, Cody. But, you know, I, I, um, you know, my wife and I would both say, I, I just feel that this is what we're supposed to do. Like this, love, love is what, well, you know what I get? Love is just so, to me, unconditional that you do. I don't know. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. And, and you know, Colin, on a serious note, I do want to say, because I've been saying this off and on on this show for months. And I'll say it in a little bit of a different fashion instead of putting putting anger behind it. But um, the country that I live in, America, nobody knows how to love each other anymore. It, 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 yeah. it is the honest to God truth, unfortunately. Uh, everybody, men and women, have such disgusting, closed-minded motives that you know the divorce rate in in America is higher than it's ever been. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I have often said before that. People in other parts of the world are well-rounded human beings, what much better than people in the states are. And I don't know, just sitting here listening to you, like th this is the type of respectful human being that respectable human being that we've always wanted on our show. And and oh my God, I I'm so sorry we couldn't get you on video on on this episode. We we definitely want you guys to come back in the future for future yeah, episodes. Sure. Definitely, oh, sure. but don't worry. The interview's sure. not the interview's not over just yet. Um, no, no, what no. what time is it for you guys? By the way, eleven forty three. Oh, okay. We're on okay, the same. Very similar. Very similar. We're on the same. Okay, we're on the same uh, time yeah. zone. Then awesome. All right, yeah. you you guys can stay up a little bit longer with us then. Oh, yeah. Um. Now, 
let's uh let's get into a little bit about the book. Um, cause I, I, I will admit I haven't had much time to look into what it is, uh, and what it's about. Could you, uh, maybe from the standpoint of, of letting us all know completely everything that you can about the book, what made Kyle decide to write a book, uh, it, it, and so on and so forth. Okay. So, yeah, down in Florida, right? Okay. So, um, so my aunt lives down in Florida. Uh, my aunt and uncle, and so when we were down there, uh, we met a senior couple that he was a step-grandfather to um, a man uh, in his uh, mid-40s at that time that had cerebral palsy. So Kyle was, uh, what, 15, 14? Yeah, so he's about 14, 15, at that crucial time when he was starting to, you know, question himself. So he wrote a book. So anyhow, uh, Kyle, we got the book, we brought it home, and Kyle read it, and I read it. And um, as to your words that you mentioned earlier about uh, having a father uh, not there, um, he had the same situation. Uh, then he had a stepfather, and as far as I'm concerned, a stepfather uh, thought he was going to come in and he was going to make this child with cerebral palsy, he was going to make him uh, so independent to the point where um, I was I was shocked when I read it. So when Kyle read this, he seen sort of what was happening in another type of um, story of, of somebody with cerebral palsy that he fought through some pretty tough situations. For example, when he was born, he they knew he was going to be disabled. Um, so grandma was upset that her daughter and her son-in-law are going to have to be burdened with a disabled child. So when they went out for a date night, grandma was going to suffocate this child to take the burden away from mom and dad so they could live a great life. And we were like shocked and I was shocked. So anyways, this gentleman, he ended up becoming, um, he became a public speaker. So, he, he had he got married, he had a couple kids. Um, so in the book, Kyle got very inspired. So he inspired Kyle to the point where you can do this, you can get through this. And look what he did, I can do what he did. So he was a mentor to him. So um, I didn't know that had the impact on him. He didn't express that to me, that he had the impact. The stories that we read showed that he had interest, but I didn't realize it sort of ignited something in him. So about 2016, he decided, he thought, well, maybe I'll write a book. But then he underestimated himself um, because of the fact of he, all, everything he's done, all the typing he's done has been with one finger. He has only been able to use one finger. And um, because of the spasticity, <laughs> maybe two, Kyle said. <laughs> so, so the whole thing is, uh, he thought, well, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm not going to be the best at this. I won't be the best at that. So he started writing and then he stopped it. But then he said, no, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to really, really focus on this. And I'm going to make this. Because I think everybody has to know some of my values that are so simple. The recipe is so simple, but yet the formula of it is maybe it can help somebody like this gentleman, Mark, helped him. So that's what started. So the beginning of his book, when he started his book, it starts off from, you know, his delivery. 
it starts off with the fact of um, and his development and the question about his development and the doctors that were involved. And he talks about uh, his um, his beginning stages of, uh, uh, of trying to be physical and schooling and going to his programs that he went to and uh, physiotherapy he went to, then going from the CDRP, which is for that rehabilitation program, then going to uh, grade school. And he talked about his friendships. He talked about the playground, playing the games because he has some, they played some certain games and Kyle was able to walk in school at that time up until about grade eight. So Kyle had to wear a helmet and for safety. And so he talked about uh, the different things that went on in school. He talked about teachers. He talked about his friends. He talked about some of the uh, things that they went on. And, and he put a lot of humor into it because uh, Kyle asked me one time because I like to have, you know, like I tease and joke around, right? So he said, how do you do that? How do you, how do you become funny? And I said, well, you don't. I said, you either have it or you don't. I said, you can't, you can't jip each other. But I said, you're, it's going to come natural to you. So Kyle really embraces that because if you can't laugh, what are we going to do? Right? Right. So, so through school, he talked about programs that he went to, talked about the trips that he went on and what he wants to talk about is that and hopefully when people are reading this people who are who are not disabled and people who are are reading that this kid's having the same life as everybody else has this kid has friends like everybody else has right. this kid falls like everybody else has this kid bleeds like everybody else does and he's hoping that he realize you realize that if you want all this you're going to have to have a village and the village means family Meet your friends. I mean, find where you can find your, your your village. So then as you get into high school, he starts talking about a little bit more about uh, some of the challenges that he's having because when he went to high school, believe it or not, uh, his, she's um, sort of the head of the, uh, uh, the department for uh, students with special needs. So she was kind of questioning because when she seen Kyle and she thought, well, he seems very involved with his hands and everything and everything I've seen here, he's supposed to be so good in school, but I don't see that. So she questioned his ability. Is it Kyle that's actually doing the work or is it his educational system? So she was testing Kyle and she had him tested in different ways and Kyle was offended about some of the things that were happening and he kind of blew a gasket which Kyle does not blow a gasket but he got pushed to a limit that he felt that they thought he was dumb they thought that because he's in the chair but he took that attitude but what it was when he found out is this lady was there only to make Kyle become the best that he possibly could and right. he took he took a wrong approach but he turned that approach because he found out what she was actually all about and found out why she was doing what she was doing. Right. So again, another learning thing to say, I set myself up almost for failure because I had an attitude because I put up a brick wall, take that wall down, take your wall down, take those walls down, let people in and let people help, you know? So then he's talking about, um, in, in the high school, you're, uh, what, what is it more are you talking about in high school? Just getting through the courses, moving up, what happened was 
they put them in the lower grades to the point where they lower expectations and then the math teacher turned around and said what's why is he in this program why is he here well he yeah he knows it's going to another one why is he in this program he knows it. why is he in this program so he kept get moved up moved up moved up and right. um he, he showed his ability so he he stood out so he went to uh, grade 12 went to all the grads went to the dances um when he went when when he went across the stage of 480 kit, I tell you it was <laughs> he had his uh, wheelchair at the time because when he went to high school he had to go into an electric wheelchair, a power wheelchair because right. he was losing his hip to the point where he couldn't stand. And of course, there's 2,000 students in the school. So when he went across, um, he had a huge yeah. Yeah. So Kyle said, first of all, when he's in there, because of his spasticity, he can't slow it down when he's excited. It just automatically starts, you know. So he said, I want to make sure I wasn't going to knock down the bishop because he goes to Catholic. It was Catholic school. Right. So this huge war came as Kyle came on the uh, uh, stage and wheeled onto the stage with electric wheelchair. And uh, all of a sudden, I could see his hand grabbing hold of the throttle. I thought to myself, oh, my God, this is going to be, yeah, he's going to take everybody out. So, again, it turned into a fun thing. Um, I had my heart in my mouth for about a couple of days. But, uh, of um, course. He, he, um, he through, through the book, he talks about, again, through high school, some of the challenges that he had, right? Uh, the challenges being more exceptions. He couldn't play for it. Yeah, so there's no nothing he could really do, but he would go to the sport. He would go to the girls' baseball games. He would go to the football games. He'd go. Yeah, he said he wasn't stupid playing in the girls' baseball game. So <laughs> in fact, in fact, I was the manager. You come over here, girl. <laughs> yeah i mean i think so, dis disabled or not we would all like to be the manager of the women right that's right, mm -hmm. that's right. That's up. That's up. so hey real quick uh, real quick i gotta ask but speaking of women i'm i'm on kyle's uh facebook and i seen that he updated his profile picture five hours ago who are these people that are in the picture with kyle oh that's uh with the beard yeah that's Kyle, that's Sterling. That's my uh, younger son. So that's Kyle's brother. And okay. Carrie is uh, Sterling's girlfriend. Oh, that's okay. So she's not a yeah, part of the family. She's just uh, uh, Sterling's girlfriend. Four years. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're, uh, hopefully she will be. I think they're, they're pretty tight. She's uh, what you see is what she is. She's a lovely, lovely girl. The, the, and she's, does, uh, does Kyle wish she was his girlfriend? That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I treat her like a sister, but I'm sure. Yeah, because she's not hard to look at, is she? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then that that little woman there in the gray dress. That huh? Oh, so you don't see Sylla? That my wife's not in that picture. She's in another one. <laughs> 
I, I I'm I'm looking at other pictures because I'm as you're talking I'm looking at Kyle's Facebook. Uh, is that your is that his mother in this picture right here? Why no. does she look like Kyle? Right, like the dark hair. Because everybody says, "Oh my God, you can tell your mother and son." She's got dark hair, shorter. Um, I see a picture where are you guys in a pool? Is that is that Kyle in a pool oh. with? With, oh, it, that might be my aunt Jean from Florida. Okay, and then I see, yeah. and then I see another picture where Kyle is in a orange and white shirt. Kind of looks like an orange creamsicle uh, treat that you would get from an ice cream man. Uh, is that his mother yeah. that that he's kissing on the cheek, or is that his, is that a different family yeah, member? That's my aunt from Florida. Is she blondish? Yes. Yeah, that's my aunt from Florida. Okay. Still, still has a dark, that dark sort of uh, shorter blonde hair. And when you see Sil, you'll say, okay, that's Kyle's mom. Oh, you know what? You know what? I see yeah. an older picture here. Uh, let's, let me click on it. Hang on. It looks... Is that with me? Uh, I, let's see. It's from... Oh, I don't want to say the name on here, but uh, it's from February 10th. Uh, it says, a blast from the past, the good old days. Miss you, Lorenzo. Um, oh, sorry. I shouldn't have said the name out loud. Oh, that's okay. That's my wife's boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, 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 is she in this picture? Yeah, she would have a blunt haircut. Okay. Glasses, uh, short, dark brown. She's shortish, not tall. Okay, yeah, I, I think she's in the blue. Uh, yeah, okay, I see yeah, her now. I think so, too. Okay, yeah, I'm so she, sorry, I shouldn't be going through all this while we're talking. <laughs> you can, if you, if you put it on, you go right ahead. Okay. Go right ahead. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so, I, like... I'm not gonna lie. Like some of the guests that we've had in the past is a, has been a real fucking snooze fest to me. Like you know, some of them it's like, wow, oh, man, when the fuck is this gonna end? But <laughs> I love this. Like I want to, I want to know as much as possible about this man's life and, and all, both of your lives. And it just I, so I was just on his Facebook, just looking as as much as I yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I went to uh, when he went to college. Um, Kyle uh, did very, very well in the AutoCAD area, um, and he was a, um, a big question mark for his teacher, one of the professors that had to teach him drafting, because drafting is done with your hands. So uh, she, she went home, we, she spoke to us about it not too long ago, because he also writes the book, and so Kyle's been in touch with her as well, and they get together period. We have to go to Mississauga, which is 45, it's close to Toronto. Kyle set up with her and talked to her. So he said, you know, when I went home, when I first met Kyle, I said to my husband, wow, because I've got a real big challenge in my hands. She says, the first time I've ever had anybody in the class that can't use their hand to draw. He looked at her and he said, well, he says, um, you've got you as the right person. He says, you're going to figure this out. So anyways, basically what she did was um, they taught him how to draw. And then she had to sort of do the drawing as he would tell her what needs to be done. So it's her way of being able to get. But anyways, so he did the program. Uh, he met uh, some good friends. He's still very good friends through, uh, you know, through that. Uh, he helped him with a sledge hockey. And Kyle's the fun uncle of two other kids that he has. Um, so these are all the things that Kyle noticed this guy. And this guy noticed I Kyle. Know. He came to you. Yeah, he came up to Kyle, and he came up to Kyle, and he gave him a handshake. So he put his hand out. And that is a very interesting thing because 
when you're physically challenged, when you put your hand out, you don't know what the expectations are, what type of handshake you're going to get back to the other person. Right. You know, and I always find that is a very enduring thing to do because the fact that they're telling you, I don't care what comes my way. This is what you're getting. You get in my hand. Right. I'm sorry to cut you off. Have you ever experienced, as Kyle ever experienced a time when someone would prefer to just pat him on the head instead of trying to shake his hand? Yes. And um, that's got to be pretty uh, offensive. Yes, they would uh, grab him by the shoulder or, you know, um, when they see his hand sort of moving, coming their way, they'll just sort of like grab his wrist and just, you know, just sort of like, okay, that's good, that's good. And sometimes what happens is, yeah, they do it because it's like, okay, maybe they think they're upsetting him. Like, it depends on who it is. Um, I'll get back to that subject, too. That's very interesting. Yes, yes. Before, um, Because I have other comments about that subject. So before the end of the yeah. interview, I want to get back on that subject real quick. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah what goes on? Yeah, so, um, so anyways, uh, Kyle, Kyle uh, got a handful of friends, and then he, he only has a couple that he actually sees from that. So in his book, moving forward with his book, he talks about his university. Um, he also taught uh, college, um, but he talks about the dating world, and he also talks a lot about um, the fact of um, he would like to experience love. He would like to experience uh, a family. He would like to experience having kids. He would like to experience intimacy. And uh, the part about intimacy, because I'm 30 friggin' years old, and yeah. he says, I've never, never had the opportunity to know what intimacy is. Right, and let's be honest, uh, let's be quick, crystal clear, at the end of the day, Kyle just wants some goddamn pussy, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, we all, all of us cripples want pussy, like, it's it's true. But in all jokes, all jokes aside, you know, a, a lot of people look at us and they have that mindset and we're like, we'll just be thankful for what you got. And it's like, we're not pets. Oh, yeah. We're not pets. We're not animals. We're human beings. We do have exactly. the, we, we do have the urge for intimacy and yeah. romance, like you said, and, yeah. and to put it in a better way than I just did a second ago, we, we do need that physical connection as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, yeah. No, and that, that's the truth, and that's what I've said to Kyle. I said, it's, it's, um, Sterling's away uh, with his girlfriend this week. They went up to Montreal. To, uh, it's his birthday, and uh, they didn't have their anniversary uh, in March because of COVID, so they're up there for four or five days. So, you know, this is something that it's just taken lightly. It's normal, right? But it's not when you can't, when your hands are tied. When you want to be, you know, in that position, you want to have a relationship. So that's been a struggle. So Kyle's talked a lot about that in his book is that, you know, people just aren't banging down the doors. People just aren't really giving me a second look. And, oh, he's such a nice guy. He's got a such nice smile. He's so happy all the time. Well, that's what people see. And he says, well, I want them to see behind that because I'm not always very happy. I'm not always going to be right, right bright-eyed sunshine, because I'm frustrated. I, I I want things that I can have, and the things that I want aren't more than what a normal person wants, just like you said. And um, so, you know, he talks about, you talk about there are uh, some clinics and facilities that uh, have coaches, like sex coaches, right. and a wet. So he's been uh, investigating a lot of that, and he said if he could, he would like to be able to 
um, uh, bring, bring some in like that here in Ontario, but because of the laws and everything, they're not allowing that. Right. And um, for the disabled, right? Right. Now, um, now Colin, I got to ask, uh, Kyle can answer this question if he'd like, or if you, you can answer on his behalf, because I got to know, what, what is Kyle's preference for a woman? Does he, does he like the, the lighter half, the, the darker half, or the, does he want to come to the dark side? What, what does he want in a woman? Yeah. What do you like? Yeah. What do you like? You like yeah. under yeah. two under 200 pounds, over 200 pounds, already with kids, no kids, you know, whatever you can think of, Kyle. Petite, petite, medium, medium to petite, yeah, medium to petite. Okay, so basically, so basically, our boy Kyle ain't gonna get offended if he sees a rib cage or two here and there, right? No, no rib cage or two, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. hey, I mean, hey. At the end of the day, it's important, right? Because, and and and, let me ask you this: If you two would agree with this, as a disabled person, we also have this issue where if we do get people as a, as a whole to agree that we deserve love as well, then it's it's the whole idea of well, accept what you get. And, and don't have high standards. And I'm sorry, but just because we're disabled doesn't mean we're not allowed to have some standards and, and preferences. Well, it's funny because I have a friend that um, she turned around and he said to Kyle at one point, you're discriminating against your own kind and you, you really have a right. Okay. Yeah, back up, Kyle said, hang on. Okay. Wait. Huh? Are we good? A disabled woman. Yeah. So Kyle said, if I'm dating a disabled woman, he said I have to have a connection. You know, he's not going to pity date anybody, whether being an, an, a normal person, uh, in the sense of a person that is phys physically able and maybe has some cognitive psychological issues. Uh, he met somebody that uh, sat down in a chair and Kyle started talking to her, and she was a drip drop. And just there was she was depressive, and Kyle said, "This is not going to work, out. I'm going to tell you that right. right now. Why? This is because you have no sense of humor at all, and this is just not going to work out." Yeah. So it was like, oh, he was just surprised, but thought that I wasn't going to waste my time. But this person basically said to Kyle that you know you're kind of um, <laughs> you're 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 discriminating your own time. He says like he says Kyle said, "Oh, so when you're disabled." You're only supposed to hang out with disabled people, you know. And if you're Chinese, you're only supposed to hang out with Chinese. No, everybody, everybody, where we can date anybody and everybody. So mm -hmm. I, I'm just looking for that connection, as Kyle said. It's a connection. So, is, Ky is, is Kyle looking for a woman his own age, or does he like the the, the younger women? Your age. Oh, your your own age. Yeah, being 32, yeah. it can go one way or the other, right? Being 32, uh, yeah, so I think when you start getting up there a little bit towards 50, that's when things start changing, right? <laughs> mm. But right now, if you go down to 27, down to 26, you know, it's a doable. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, 
your boy over here, which would be me, I, I, I'll go anywhere between 18 and 28. You know, 18's legal yeah. here in the States. I don't want you to think I'm a fucking creep or anything, but yeah, I 18's legal, and if, if I, not saying that I do, but if I knew a hot little 18-year-old that had a curiosity of the disability, if you know what I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to educate her, my dear boy Colin, you know what I'm saying? And how old are you? Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Uh, well, let's start with this. How old do, do you think I am based off of what you, you've seen and heard? Oh, well, you know what? It's very difficult because with the camera, because it's right on you, I don't know. You could be anywhere from 28. 28. It's hard to tell. I would say it's, it's okay. I'll, I'll tell you. I'm I'm 34. Okay. So yeah, that bad, that bad. I um, and, and again, this is it's so funny that we're talking about this because actually here in America, it actually is frowned upon to like talk to women that in you know eighteen to twenty three or anything like that, even though it's completely legal and it is. But you know, people, we we are now living in a society here in this country over here that people. Like, oh, you're a creep. You talk to women your own age. And it's like, leave me alone. Like, if, if, I, if I know a hot little 22-year-old that, that, you know, that wants to hang out with me and ride my face a little bit, why shouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, anyway, but all jokes aside, uh, that, that's good that Kyle is looking for – he knows what he's looking for, right? He, he wants a woman around his age. A little petite, maybe somewhere between one thirty and one fifty pounds. Like you know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. And, and you know what? It's just a matter of uh, you don't know. It could it could come along, right? Right. He, uh, you know, um, I I completely get the whole. I wanted to back up just a little bit because uh, you know you guys were talking about the whole dating another disabled person. I think a lot of disabled men and women uh, don't actually want to date another person that's disabled. Uh, I, I will tell you flat out, I, I have other friends who are disabled, of course, but the idea of being romantically involved with another disabled person, uh, I, I can't see myself doing that. One of the reasons is because I, I want to be taken care of by a woman, and maybe, and maybe that's a little selfish, but we all, in our, in our own way, want to be taken care of. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, oh, man. And I get a lot of shit for it, too. You know, people always telling me, well, you know, just just date your own kind. And, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't? And it's like, listen, like, I have a normal person brain. I, I, I want the same things that most normal men want you know i i and that's what you were saying earlier like there's no reason why because kyle's disabled that he shouldn't want and sought after the, the same normal things that everyone else wants yeah and that and that's true i mean that's totally true and that's what we sort of uh keep at bay with people because um mike a few people have, put, mentioned put, put rob's last comment yeah. on there i'm sorry go ahead yeah so so the bottom yeah. line is you know, you try, you try, you try to sort of educate these people um, in their mentality because they think they okay. live in your world, right? Right. They don't live in your world. They don't know. And you know, the only way you know is either you're educated in one way and or you live it, 
right? Right. Seeing it, thinking you know it, you don't know it. Like you have no idea how you know it. So I, I just kind of like, mm, really? Okay, yep, yeah, we'll get right on that. But um, in Kyle's case, he keeps reaching out, you know, he keeps trying to get himself socialized. Um, and you know what? Maybe it will be his turn one, one day. Now, I, I wanted to ask this earlier. What are some of the dating sites that Kyle tries out? None. Match. eHarmony. Match. Don't, don't go to Plenty of Fish. That's where all the skanks are at. Kyle said he did a long time ago. And you got out, why'd you get out of that one? There wasn't enough fish. No, I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah. The only, the only, the only thing you get out of plenty of fish is depression and STDs. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah that Kyle said that's sure. Um. Yeah. So let me just see. Let me sum up. What else did you want to say about the book? What was um? Oh, um. I don't. I. I'm sorry. I must have forgot. What I did. I have another question about the book. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was going to sum up the book for you so that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, what though? Emotionally, how you're feeling? Yeah. So he was talking about his emotional feelings, his physical feelings. He was basically being vulnerable, letting people understand. And that's why I said everybody thinks Kyle's got a terrific smile and da da da. And he's always so happy. And that's why I say, well, you know, that's wonderful that you see that. And yes, he is in general always very happy. But as Kyle's saying, I spoke about my physical, my emotional, and he spoke about, you know, pain that he deals with. He spoke about, you know, uh, always being left behind, uh, never, you know. Um, well, how's Kyle dealing with COVID? Uh, really, yeah, it's so possible. Well, let's see. COVID is not that much more than what Kyle is because Kyle's always got to wait, you know, for things and wait and wait. So um, he's used to that. It's, it's people who have been told they can't go shopping, they can't go here, they can't go to the restaurant. Oh my God, the whole life is up and up where Kyle's like, he's working on his book, he's doing things, he's on, he's on, he's, he's designing things or he's just talking to his friend. He knows how to entertain himself. Right. Um, so these are things that are mentioned. He talked about our vacations that we've been on, like going to the Dominican Republic, going into, you know, um, having all those experiences, Las Vegas, you know, when Las Vegas and, you know, saying just, just getting out of one place, right? Being a part of everything. Like there's nothing that we don't do. We go water slide. I walk them up five stories high and put them on a water slide. Oh, us what, what possible. That, that gives me anxiety. Just thinking about that. What was that? The worker? Yeah. So, yeah, so because Kyle says, if I gotta go, I gotta go one way or the other. So, anyways, we asked them about the slide. So, the guy says, I said, can, can he go on one of these slides? So, the guy in the DR says, yeah, he can go on that one. Well, he picked the smallest slide. He said, no, I said that one, which was the highest slide, five stories high. And he looked at Kyle and looked at me, and I said, Will he fall off it? Will he be okay? He goes, yeah. He says, you, you want to do that one? I said, yep, we're going to do that one if you can do it. Tomorrow. We're going to come tomorrow. He said, okay, then the lifeguard. So what? Sterling came up with me. I took him up. So you got to, you know, hike him up. 
stairs, got him up there. I went down first, Sterling put him on. I waited in the water, down he came. And you know, people that were in the uh, uh, compound there, the, 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 the place that we stayed at, they came up to congratulate him. And they said, oh, you had more, more balls than I did. I would never do that. I watched you do it. And he's like, oh my God, I couldn't believe you did it. And the whole thing is, he says, I'm only going around once. And he said, that's my way out. Oh, well, that's my way out. But that's the attitude, right? Right. So, um, so but, um, so Kyle has um, talked about uh, uh, interviews with work, going to, going to interviews and going to these um, companies and sitting down and actually having interviews with people. I've had to sit in on, on some of the interviews, of course, because I'm just there just in case, uh, whatever. And, you know, um, the average person is shitting bricks when they go for an interview. Right. And kind of in there, and Terry's nervous, but he goes in there and he just, uh, you know, lets them, uh, he just tells them the way it is. And uh, the last one he went to, he said, well, you'll see, I don't have any jobs of my, uh, <laughs> my resume. And the reason being is because I haven't had an opportunity. And so therefore, he says, I haven't been able to work. I haven't, nobody's given me an opportunity. So uh, just to let you know that I was talking my class, and that and the other, and I'll do everything I can we do. And if you walk away, you don't get the job anyways. But you know what? They don't have the experience. They still, I said to Kyle, that, that person knows now. You walk away. That person knows you're educated. That person's like, oh, my God, I can't believe what you've done. And I said, and that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to remember that you put yourself out there, that you, you, you've educated yourself, and you stand tall and be proud of what you've done, because you never use your disability to say, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, and you went out there and you did it. And with that type of an attitude, he's trying to express that in this book. Then uh, he expresses a lot of family time as well, because my mother-in-law used to live with us for several years. She wasn't a babysitter. She was here for us to have her in her house because my father had passed away. So uh, he could be here for him, but she didn't have to do anything for him personally, but just to be a, a Nona. So Kyle was able to experience a grandmother in the house. So my wife's mother. Uh, awesome. He experienced a younger brother. So that's why we waited six years for him. Because at one point, Sterling said to me that Kyle was the golden child. And I said, just a minute, just a minute. If there's a golden child in the house, it will be you. Because we waited six, three years, six years for you. We got Kyle on his feet. But when you came, we were ready to deal with you. And we didn't have the interruption. He was in school three quarters of the year. For the first four years of your life, five years, that you had the same upbringing independently and you know what? That didn't happen here. So we waited for that. So um, now, what else can I say about your book? You talked about. Um, here, here's a question I, I here's a question I have about the book. Um, any money that Kyle makes from the book, what what's Kyle gonna do with the money? Is he gonna go buy himself a nice hot stripper, or what's he gonna do with the money? <laughs> Down Las Vegas. So so. Kyle's going to, Kyle would like to do uh, some charity work with it. So he's going to look to see where he can do some charity work. Um, so right now, uh, paying his bills, so whatever the cost was to do, because it wasn't cheap. Um, however, 
this book is not, it's not about the money. The money that he spent, that's gone. The money that he spent was an investment. People buy cars, next thing you know, they throw them up, buy another one. People buy their little toys, they throw them up, got another one. This was something Kyle wanted to do. He said if it changes one person's life, like this gentleman did for him, he said, that's all I want. So when he sells his books, by the time he probably sells them, he might come out even. And if he comes out more, then that's when he'll look at, he would like to do something with it. He'd like to give back to certain areas. He'll pocket whatever it is, his own. And like you say, maybe head down Las Vegas. Hey, I I personally love strip clubs, and uh, I go to this one here where I live in, in Ohio, and uh, the women are just, they just look so delicious, and, you know, I think our, I think our boy Kyle will, will, would like Ohio strippers, just saying. You don't recognize that person on the tablet? Do you see it? Hmm? Can you see it? Can you see the person on the tablet? Is there anybody showing up? Can you see that? No? That's your, this is, this is your, yeah, let me see. That's your profile. Can you see it? No? Post the link if one is available. What is uh, Rob talking about? Oh, to Kyle's book. Oh, okay. We're noticing that yeah, on your yeah. Facebook picture here. You've got a, a, a blonde here with a little red, little red top on. Oh, you're talking about my profile picture. Well, 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 let me just educate you guys on who that is. That is adult film star Lexi Bell. Oh, well, there you go. And I'm telling you guys, I have produced more unborn children to her movies than I can even count. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know I've got I've got other pictures uh, somewhere in my photo album. I, I I had a hobby there for a while up until the pandemic hit. I would go to this one specific strip club because once or twice a month they would have a featured star there. It was a porn star, and I would you could go there and pay twenty to thirty dollars and uh, buy a picture with them. It's like hell yeah, that's oh. what I want to do. Is that where you got that one? With Lexi Bell and my profile picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I was, I specifically made that face just, you know, just for a laugh. So, so I could use that as my right, profile yeah, picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Hey, you know, it, Lexi Bell is Lexi Bell. I mean, I'll tell you this one last fact about Lexi Bell. And that is, I don't think she has any gag reflexes. So that's good. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ring my bell. If they ring my bell. Yeah. If they ring my bell, I might answer the door, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and they really they, those those porn stars really know really know how to make a handicapped boy stand up. You know what I'm saying, Colin? Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Isn't that nice? Congratulations. Well hey. Huh? He's just laughing over there. Mike, Michael's just laughing over there, looking at you, thinking. He, mm. Mike, he all that he needs me on this show because his interview skills are piss poor. His I interview, don't, I don't interview people. Yeah, his interviews, his interview skills are like my walking skills. They're they're bad. You know? <laughs> now, do you have cerebral palsy? No, I have a, a more of a rare disability. It's called arthrogryposis multiplex. 
Oh. Yeah, if That's you funny. if you yeah. Google it, if you Google it, you can find pictures of people. Because uh, uh, my I can't even lift my arms up to show you. Um, my arms, hands, and legs are affected. Uh, basically, a good okay. a good portion of my body is affected. My penis isn't. Just in case you wanted to know oh, that, you know. Oh, but yeah. but uh, that's all you need. <laughs> what did he that's say? That's all you need. That's, yeah. that's all you need. That's right. That and I I've had a couple of ladies tell me that as well. And you know, I I treat them <laughs> like they're goddesses. Let me tell you, Colin. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, my my arms look a little backwards. My I can't uh, form a fist with my hands, so um, you know I I can't feed myself and take care of myself. So I, I have a home health aide that comes in every single day uh, uh, to take care of me. I get along with most of my home health aides. Most of them have become my friends. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of you know how it is. But it's not it's. It's not a bad life. Go ahead. No, Kyle, same as you. Kyle uh, needs to be toileted and it needs to be fed, dressed, bathed, because he can do, he wouldn't be able to do, yeah, bathroom number two, but and feeding, he can bring things up, but because it makes the spasticity work, it goes, it just becomes more spastic. He tries to slow it down, he can't, it makes it worse. So, um, and even now, like, I mean, he will move in his chair, just the spasticity. Um, so, yeah, so then we do all the same thing. So bathing, feeding, toileting, you know, all that stuff, right? Right. So the same thing, right? Um, so, yeah, so that, uh, I've never heard of that. you never heard of that. Uh, I'm uh, not even sure. I, I know the percentage of people with, with my disability, arthrogryposis, is very, very low. I'm not even sure if there's other places in the world that have this disability. I'm not, I don't even know, to be completely honest. Um, that does remind me, I did want to ask you one thing. Where you guys live, do you guys have to pay for health insurance? No, no. Well, ours is covered right now. Yeah, yeah. yet another reason why the USA is pure shit. I will say yeah, that exactly. all the time. Because over here, yeah. again, over here in this piece of shit country that we live in, it is nothing. It's it's about money, 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 and you like yeah. no matter if you're disabled or not, you just get completely raped by the system. Right. So my God, right. I I know everyone says you know oh the my big dreams are in the U.S. of A. Man, no, step, believe me, you guys are in a way better place than I'm at. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The healthcare down there, it sucks. I know that. Yeah, I know it, that. It it really, it sucks. really sucks. And then you know we, and I'm not going to get into all the details, but there's all kinds of conspiracy theories surrounding you know the COVID oh, yeah. shot and the vaccine, yeah. just yeah. all that stuff. Like my God, I you know I just yeah. I can't even visit the news. I just I you know uh, horror movies, wrestling, and at nighttime Pornhub, and that's really all I need in my life. Yeah. yeah, actually, you watch wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. You guys so watch wrestling? My, my two uncles were world tag team wrestlers. Really? So, yeah. So, actually, my uh, uncle, uh, his name is Angus Sandy. Uh, it would be Sandy Scott, Angus Scott. He it was a virgin, um, Virginia. What the, the wrestling federation of Virginia? Uh, you have one in. Um, 
Well, now it's not regional anymore. Now it's just WWE is the big dog, and uh, yeah. there's two so other. My uncle, yeah, WWE, my uncle George, and then he used to wrestle all over the states and Canada in their day. So we're talking 60s and 70s. So they were World Tag Team Champion wrestlers. The Scott Brothers, the George and Angus Scott. WrestleMania? WrestleMania. You know the WrestleMania? Yeah. My uncle was the one that started one, two, and three. He started? So he, he, was, he, started he, yeah. he, he was, yeah. He was the bookie. So when he retired from wrestling, uh, he had to get, it was, they were on the verge of bankruptcy at that point. So I know. WrestleMania was going to make them or break them. Yeah. So my uncle was the one that orchestrated uh, the WrestleMania. And uh, we all know how many WrestleManias there's been since. But yeah. He did one, he did two, and he did three, and he left. So there. when we went down to Florida, that lady you seen with Kyle? Yeah. You know, you asked me if it, that, that lady was married to my uncle. So we would go down to their condos down there in Florida. And uh, so Ricky Steamboat, Greg Valentine, uh, Ric Flair, um, Roddy Rod Piper, Andre the Drive, Rick Flair. Yeah, you know the you know Rick Flair, right? Yeah. Okay. So do you remember his figure four? Right huh? now, right now, here in the states, everyone hates Rick Flair because of a documentary that just came out. Um, I don't yeah, know if you want to know about yeah. that, but yeah, I know Rick yeah. Flair. <laughs> well, his, his his big hold, the figure four lock that he used to always do. Yeah. That's my uncle's one. That he he gave him that one. He he trained up uh, him to do that one. Wow! So that was started years ago. So we have pictures down here. I'll show you after. But that yeah. is that's amazing. Yeah. So the wrestling is always on up here between the two boys. You know. So yeah, there's there's a lot of that that's going on here. So does Kyle ever watch wrestling? Did you say? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We used to have WrestleMania nights here, where everybody, all my, my brother, my nephew, Kyle Sterling, they all came here. Then they all sat down here and watched the uh, watched the show, the big show. Colin, my man, I gotta uh, inform you guys. There is a way better wrestling company out there now than WWE. It is called AEW. It stands for All Elite Wrestling, and it is everything that a wrestling fan would want. Yeah, Kyle was saying, you watch it. Yeah. I feel I feel bad for WWE. I uh, said so he's feeling bad for WWE now. <laughs> I, 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 so they're migrating over there. Kyle said that WWE, a lot of the wrestlers from WWE are migrating over to that new one. Yeah, and you know it's it's kind of just like how it was in the '90s, where a lot of these wrestlers are jumping from one promotion to the other. It's been a solid 20 years since Vince McMahon has had any competition yeah. in the wrestling world. Yeah. And, uh, he monopolized it. Yeah, he monopolized it. And now um, there's this company that's only two years old. And Kyle's right. There are big-time players that came from WWE that is now in AEW. And it's legitimized the company 100%. Mm -hmm. I think Michael passed out. No, he, he, I think no, he was just, I'm I'm yeah, he, I'm no, he's just looking at Lexi Bell videos right now, that's all. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get, don't get anything. 
Don't get anything on okay. the camera, Mike. We don't want to get introduced yeah. to your kids. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> nobody so, wants my kids. No, no, nobody. <laughs> well, Colin and Kyle, thank you guys so, so much for coming on to the show. Wait, wait, wait. When, is the, when, is the, when is the book, book, coming, book coming out? Yes. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully next month. Yeah, oh, so he's actually ordering right now because he's collecting all the amount of people that want it, and then he's going to make the order because that gives you an idea how many to order. Mm -hmm. Because the more you order for him, it's cheaper, so everybody wins, right? So he's just getting that together. I think he's got up to what? Um, I think you're probably going to put an order of 500 in right now. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you're our biggest TV program we've been on. <laughs> hey. And I'm just going to say, because we showed the trailer to you guys, to, to this book, uh, right before you guys yeah. came on. And I got to say, yeah. at the end of the trailer, when that guy stands up out of the wheelchair, it's like he's like, I'm taking over this land. That's what it's like. <laughs> That's what it made me think. And so that was what our another the same friend that asked me the question before, you know, he should date other you know, disabled people and he's discriminating. What 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 was the purpose of the guy getting out of the wheelchair? Right. I was shocked. Well, what is it means triumph? It means that just because you're in your wheelchair doesn't mean you can't move forward. Doesn't mean you can't, you know, grab the universe. It's like just like, okay, so am I gonna stay here or am I gonna just go? You're gonna go for it. Right. Keep going. And, and, and you know, also, just a couple of months ago, we had a, a disabled female on our show, and she also said that she's not looking for a significant other with disabilities. So it's not just disabled men that yeah. don't want to date yeah. the disabled. It, it goes both ways. Women don't want right. to do that either. So I don't feel right. bad about it, and Kyle shouldn't either. No, no. No, for sure. So. Well, you guys, so, uh, Michael, you, you're, you're, you have children? Uh, I don't, I don't, no. Oh, I thought I heard something about kids. Nobody wants my kids. Teacher. <laughs> no. He, he was making a jizz joke. So that's what that was. All right. All right. That's that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that was. But <laughs> definitely like in, in terms of the books, definitely put me down for one. Like, whenever pre-orders come available or when, you know, wherever I can order them, just let me know and I'll, uh, yeah, you know. Where are you from, Michael? Um, I'm in uh, Pennsylvania, right near Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well. Colin, aren't you going to uh, ask, Colin, aren't you going to ask me if I want kids? <laughs> Actually... I, I didn't ask that question. I know that you've been uh, busy beating the drum there, but uh, <laughs> uh, would you, I'm sure you'd like kids. Actually, sure you would. actually, I, I, with all due respect, no, I do not ever want kids. No, no, no. kids aren't for me. I and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think any differently towards people that do want kids. I know everyone wants different things to be happy in life. Um, but for me personally, I've known it ever since I was in my teens and now I'm in my mid thirties. I, I just know for an absolute fact, I do not want kids. I yeah. am okay with dating a woman that already has kids, especially if her tubes are tied, if you know what I'm saying? So I don't yeah. have to do the pull out game. 
my pullout game weak, Colin, you know, because I don't have my limbs to pull. Anyway, you don't need to know about all that. But <laughs> we, we can figure that, though. Yeah. Um, but it, but it, yeah, but but all jokes aside, um, no, I don't. You know, I, I'll date a woman with kids. I I've been t- told that I'm very good with kids. My friends has told me that. Almost all of my friends have kids. Uh, and their kids love me, and that's that's okay. Um, but no, as far as uh, having any of my own, that is just not something that uh, that I want. I I'm happy with you know not carrying on my legacy, and that might have a lot to do with how I feel about my family, my last name, and and so on and so forth. Um, but other than that, I just I've always felt, even from my like I said, my mid-teens, that I just d- never liked kids. So. You know, again, here in the states, people consider me a piece of shit for saying shit like that. But it's just my preference, you know. And you're entitled to it. Yeah. You know what? You can say what you want to say because you know what? You got to raise your kids. Nobody else is going to raise them. Right. Right. So, so then you have a right. Absolutely, you have a right. Right. And you know what? And I and I and I have the right to beat my drum too. I do have to do yeah. double handed. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> don't let it scrape on the floor. <laughs> well, let's just say don't uh, bring up, don't bring a black light to my bedroom because you'll see some evidence you don't want to see. Oh. <laughs> there you go. For sure. For sure. Hey, um, thank you, you guys so much. You, um, you both take care. It was nice speaking to you. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome, Kyle. You, in all seriousness, before you guys go, you guys have been the biggest inspiration we have ever and probably will ever have on this show. Like, I, I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Like, you guys on more than one occasion almost had me in tears throughout this interview. That I'm not even kidding. So... Uh, Colin, I res- I respect the hell out of you, Colin, for doing everything that you did for Kyle. And thank you. Uh, you know, here in a couple of months, or maybe first quarter of next year, maybe we'll have you guys come back on, and we can have a conversation Absolutely. about how the book is going. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So yeah, maybe next maybe next time we can figure out the uh, the mic issue so we can get you guys on video. Yeah, figure this out. This this high tech thing here. Yeah. So yeah. All, well, all right. Okay. Let me, uh, you both of you. yeah, be good and take care. Stay well. Thank you. Hey, and, um, you, you continue to enjoy to get free health care over there. Cause I don't know shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Try to send America some common sense. We definitely need it. Yeah. <laughs> you hang in there. You hang in there. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Okay, take care. Bye, guys. Okay, Thanks. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We now have... That was, was amazing. That, that, that was incredible. Now, see, this is why. This is, like, you know, before, remember how you were like, I don't know what we're doing with the show. I think it's a thing. And so that's what the show is, Mr. Yeah. Cody. Yeah, that's that's the show right there. Cause you know, 
if that's not the show, I'm quitting soon. So <laughs> that's 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 what the show is like. That is something. Hey, about special. a week about a week ago, Bad Boy B told me to tell you that if if I ever decide to quit the show, uh, he'll come on as my permanent replacement. Um, tonight's special guest, Bad Boy B. You know, I think he called. I think he called me last week. Oh, he he's been calling me every day since he's been on the show, and I have not picked up a single goddamn phone call of his. But see, like, because the thing is, I don't have him saved as a contact in my phone. So, like, when he calls, the number just comes up, and every time that I get a call with just a number, usually something else is going on. So I'll look at it and I'll be like, um, I don't know who the fuck this is. I'm not answering you. And then I'll like slip it off to the side. And then later on, I'm looking and I'm thinking, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, it's Bad Boy B. That's right. It's Bad Boy Stalker. It's Bad Boy Stalker, uh, according to our father. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, huh? No, I was gonna. Well, no, finish talking, and then I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I was gonna. Say. I, I was just gonna say that it, it is a shame we could not have got him uh, them on the on the video because that that was a fantastic time. I, I yeah, we love to have them back. Yeah, that we that have to have them back. that interview flew by for me. Like, I, there was so much I wanted. I know that, and I know if someone watches this, they might think, "Well, Cody forgot to go back to a couple." Of, yes, I did. I forgot to go back to a couple of different questions I wanted to ask, but that's okay. We're gonna be getting them on again in the future. And by the way, did I mention I'm on new cholesterol medication? I'm forgetful these days. Okay, so yeah, you are. Um, I think I did a pretty good job on that interview, you sons of bitches, my detractor motherfuckers. <laughs> do, you, do you want to? So, do you want to hear about my other incident at the, uh, you know, in the hospital Wednesday? Aside from yeah, and then I got women. One, yeah, and then I got one more subject I want to cover, and then we're gonna call an episode. Okay. So um, go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. So then, what happens is now. So after my mother's procedure that turned into an exploratory surgery because the the scans and shit were wrong and she's only like ten to twenty percent blocked, I um first off they gave her anesthesia, like to put her out. Now the thing is, they're they've always been afraid to give her anesthesia because her lungs and shit are shot. You know? So they're like, Well, we can't put her to sleep because if you put her to sleep She'll probably end up on a ventilator and die. But they decided to give her anesthesia this time. So we found out now that she can handle anesthesia. So I said, okay, so then what we're going to do is we're going to start giving you anesthesia every night. And then that way I'll put you the fuck to sleep for like 10 to 12 hours. And then, you know, then I'll have like a 10 to 12 hour break every day. What do you say? Let's do it. Um... <laughs> She's against that idea. I'm not, but Rob says it can be dangerous. Rob, I don't care. I want a break. Um, he wants a permanent break. Yes, please. I do. Um, so anyway, there's my thumbs. So 
her doctor comes out after the surgery and explains to me that she was only 10 to 20% blocked, shows me pictures and all this stuff on his phone. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to walk with you down to where, you know, the, um, down to where the waiting room is for the, um, you know, for her to get done. Cause she was going to be admitted to the hospital that night, but she had to be in recovery. So I was in the waiting room for recovery mm-hmm. and, or that's where I was going to. So he decides to walk with me down to the elevator and then, um, you know, we go down to the ground floor, the elevator door opens and, uh, well, oh, first off, now I know he knows that I'm disabled. If you see me walking, I think you can tell that I'm disabled. So we get on the elevator to go from the fifth floor down to the ground floor. And we're on the elevator, and he says to me, he's like, so, how long have you had trouble walking? Oh, I don't know, about 42 years at this point. And, and I said, I said, oh, I'm, um, since birth, I have cerebral palsy. And he's like, oh, well, you must have really, like, good upper body strength. I said, yeah, I, I do uh, somewhat. So, so the doors open, and I go to take a step off of the elevator. The floor seems to be a little shiny, but I still continue to take a step off the elevator. Mm-hmm. And my one cane goes out in front of me, and my other cane goes behind me, and I fucking fall to my left. I my arm hits the fucking my left arm. Hits the fucking cane, lands on top of the cane, and my other cane just fucking flies behind me. And then fucking the doctor's all like dumbfounded almost, because he doesn't know what the fuck to do. He's like, "Oh my god, do you need help?" <laughs> no, I'm like, here, let me help you. Then this, then this big black orderly, like, starts like coming toward me, and I could tell that the doctor and the orderly wanted to, like, get their, like, fucking arms and go under my armpits and, like, boost me the fuck up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, all you guys got to do is put my canes, like, put the one here and the one here on either side of me, and I'll just boost myself up. So I did that, and I got up. But ever since fucking when... You fell in a hospital. I love it. Yes. Dude, and ever since fucking Wednesday night, my arm has been killing me. My left arm, I can't fucking... If I, it's not broken, but if I straighten it out, it, it fucking kills me. Like, right now, I'm holding it. I don't know if you can see it. Right now, holding it like this, it hurts like hell. If I bend it like this, it hurts like hell. Um, so, I don't know what to do. And uh, my knee well, just... For one, quit being a fucking pussy. Yeah, well, I I am, obviously, because I'm dealing with it, but... Um, no, so, I'm, I, I, would, I would hate to be in that situation. And then the... Uh, so then, as the doctor's walking with me, after I get up, he's walking with me to the, the waiting room for recovery, and he says, you know, he's like, did you ever think of doing rock climbing? 
he's like because I know he's like because I know like a lot of like disabled people who do rock climbing because you know they have strong uh yes Rob I I do enjoy partaking in the marijuana gummies thank you um what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so, yeah, so no. But anyway, it's like, I don't know. Like, he, yeah, he's trying to like, he's like, do you think like your legs would be able to handle that? I'm like, uh, not really. I'm like, because see, the thing is, the type of CP that I have, I have something called spastic diplegia which i didn't really get a good look at. i mean i know that 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 kyle is spastic oh my god rob see i can't smoke it buddy because if i smoke i've tried to smoke it okay i can't because i get i cough and if i cough the cough keeps me up all night long i just keep coughing I can't do the joints because they. I keep coughing, and it doesn't. It doesn't work. Like I remember, I was at my cousin's, and that whole night after I did that, I was like <laughs> all night, and I almost threw up, like because I would cough so hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Put, put that one up on the screen. This one? The last one. Yeah. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> but, um, I can't imagine Michael J. coughing. Yeah. But no, yeah, but no, I, I got to the point where I coughed. Like, I coughed literally and I almost vomited because I coughed so much. Right? So, uh, I know what that's like. Yeah, so, I've definitely been in coughing fits before where it's like, man, I'm about to puke. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's 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 insanity. But yeah, so the doctor thinks I should be a rock climber. And then uh, my mother was talking to him the next day. And the doctor told her that he thinks I have some like, like perseverance or some shit like that. I don't know. And and she's like, oh, well. He, he helps me out a lot. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy, she told did, the doctor. Did that doctor diagnose you with perseverance? <laughs> I guess he did. And the doctor says, well, how old is he? Because, you know, she kept calling me a, a good boy, saying I'm a good boy this, good boy that. How old is he, the doctor said. My mom's like, 42. Like, yeah, I'm really not a fucking boy anymore. <laughs> You'll always be her boy. Oh, shut up. Listen fuck. here, boy. All right, yeah, so no, what were you going to... Like I was motherfucking saying before we got into the serious shit, yeah. Aaron, boy, you are making <laughs> me... Uh, you got to get a picture from 9-11 day and, and uh, <laughs> two, two planes. Not the planes that were on, that were there, but two different, like, goofier-looking planes. You gotta Photoshop them in, put Mike's Have face them full of handicap symbols. Yes! Yes. Um, 
and and, and Mike's face has got to be on the left side. One, yeah, my face is on the right side. Yeah. It, <laughs> anyway, and uh, and I want I want the twin towers to be woke towers, and and I you know I I the woke trow the woke. Tower. <laughs> You're a motherfucker like in a fucking horse trough. The woke trousers. The woke trousers center. I want the twin towers to have woke words on them. Like, you know, like all that good stuff. You can come up with it. And that's that's the whole point of the artwork. Because me and Mike, mm -hmm. we're going to crash into that fucking shit. Yep. He, he, he's not going to have a problem with that. I'm... I, I swear to Christ, Aaron, don't be a little bitch boy about it. Just do it for <laughs> us, okay? Nine eleven day. Aaron, you live in Texas. He lives in Texas. Yes. Don't tell me what he's all for. Don't tell me he's all for that. Cody, what? The goddamn new Rabbit and Red spinoff, Southern Takeover, is because fucking Aaron's in Texas and Cody's in Missouri. It's the whole fucking point of the fucking Southern okay, Takeover, cool. Rabbit and Red. Cool, I have better things to do to listen to that shit. I'm just joking. Send me, send, send me actually, send me. That's what I say when you try to suggest for me to listen to it. I can't take it. Here we go. Oh God. No. Um. No. Uh, send me. Send me the episode actually right after we get done with the broadcast tonight because I. I'll listen. To, I'll listen to it later since they. Uh, I. Hey y'all, I hear you. I hear you boys had something to say about me, eh? Well, I'm gonna listen to that shit. I don't know what you said just yet. I don't know what you said just yet, but fuck you. That's what I got to say back to it. Whatever you said. Like that, you're the one that's gonna have to be all surgeryed up soon. He wrote the trolley. He wrote the trolley. <laughs> Shut your fucking face, I'll go fuck her. Yeah, come suck it, but I'm biting, I'll go fuck her. And I'll go fuck her. Yes, it's true. Nobody fucks up, goes quite like you. Shut your fucking face, I'll go fuck her. You're the one that fucks up, I'll go fuck her. I can't look at. He wrote Trowers. 
He wrote for hours. He had he had to have done that on purpose. He had to have done that on purpose. He did it on purpose. Oh, oh God! You're the one that fucked your uncle, Uncle Fucker. You fucked your uncle yesterday. But yeah, I don't know what y'all said on your Southern episode, but fuck y'all. That's what I got to say. Especially fuck Texas. So fuck Texas, man. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Fuck Texas. Fuck their laws. Especially their abortion ban laws. Let women get abortions, god fucking damn it. The fuck? You don't want any burden babies? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if Aaron went off and stuck his dick in a bitch he uh, fucking uh, regretted later, he'd want her to get an abortion, regardless if you want to admit that or not, Mr. Poe. But, uh, yeah, fuck Texas, and uh, fuck whatever you guys had to say on the Southern episode. <laughs> I don't give a it's fuck about that shit. It's bi-weekly starting um, October 19th. Oh, they're pro both probably buy something let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they were drinking. They were gonna drink out of a boot. Oh, ew! Oh, <laughs> is that what made you gag? Cause that almost made me gag. No, I mean, oh. they didn't do it yet. They just they brought. No, they have like Cody has this old vintage, some sort of boot, and they were gonna drink out of it next episode or something. They're gonna open the show drinking beer out of a boot. Ah. Uh. Ah, uh, that's gross. I am... I'm going to listen to that episode later, as long as you send it to me. Um, yeah, I will I will send it, because it is... Yeah. Yeah. Yee-haw! That's right! Yee-haw! <laughs> well, folks, on that note, I said I was going to do one more subject for tonight, but you know what? Fuck y'all! I ain't going to do it tonight. We're going to do that next weekend. Mike, tell us what's on the on the on the table for next weekend, and don't say a deck of cards. Um, next weekend, the show will be starting a little later because I mean it'll be probably, I guess we're gonna start at around twelve or twelve thirty our time, uh, because at one a.m. our time, which would be six a.m. UK time, we will have. Uh, mm, <laughs> we will have David Irons on, the author of. I have the book. Yo, I have to read. We gonna have we gonna have Iron Man on our show. Yo, <laughs> yo, we gonna have Iron Man. What and his name's his name his name's David Irons, and he wrote a book called "Don't Go to Wheelchair Camp" or something like that. Ain't, he is book ain't gonna have shit on Kyle's book. That's our boy. He no. Well, no only this, one isn't book. A, this isn't a memoir. His, you know, uh, David's book is uh, is fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll give it a pass. It's about a, it's a, it's about a, a wheelchair camp, and there's a killer who kills all these kids in wheelchairs. Oh, what a book for the woke society. But he's in the UK, so... Oh. That's oh. 
And I got to tell you, I'm I've been communicating with him back and forth on Facebook. He fucking um he loves Halloween. He enjoys Halloween Five. I'll have to ask him if he loves Donald Pleasant. Um, I well, I'm gonna get him to admit that Part Six is a piece of shit movie next weekend. If you if if you do yes. that, yes, yes, he wanted to admit I'm, that. I'm Dude, looking at you now. I'm looking at you, Mac. I'm yes, looking at you. You want to talk shit? You won't talk shit to me. You. You won't talk shit. You. I'm looking at you. And if he has, if he has, okay, mm -hmm. he likes Halloween Five. Mm -hmm. And if he likes Halloween Five, he's gonna like Six. What? How? What six sense is better is that? than Five. That's like because saying Six is better than Five. That's like saying if people like Return of the Living Dead Part 1 that they're gonna love Part 2, and who the fuck loves Part 2? I do. Mother Are you gonna come? Do you not love Return of the Living Dead Part 2? It's got a kid in it to start! I hate kids! Return of the Living Dead 2 is fucking... Dude, I'll be honest with you, and I'm... Uh, Alright, here we go. True fact from me. Return of the Living Dead Part 2 is better than Return of the Living Dead Part 1. Yes. Your taste your taste in movies is retarded. <laughs> You're nuts. You are nuts. How dude, when I was a kid, I that watched movie... Return of the Living Dead 2 more than Return of the Living Dead 1. You know why? Because you know, you know why? Because that movie is basically a PG thirteen movie, so that's the one you were allowed to watch as a kid. No, dude, I wasn't. I was fucking dude. I was fucking six years old watching fucking Halloween. I was fucking five years old watching Nightmare on Elm Street. I was allowed to watch rated R movies. You snuck them. I didn't snuck them. Yeah, I I agree with our father. If if he says part six, we're gonna cut the show. I I'm gonna leave the studio if he and then Mike will be stuck with the interview. Good luck with that. If he no, well, fucking father loves Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking go there. Uh, you know what? And this is funny too because Rob is kind of sticking up for me, but Rob admits that he likes Part Six as well. <laughs> uh, we will begin into that topic. We will be getting into all that stuff, topics, uh, uh, on the next Crossing the Streams. Uh, oh, which don't worry. You fucking, you fucking do some six-bashing on Crossing the Streams. I'm fucking breaking right the fuck in, motherfucker. That's fine. You're the producer. I'm breaking right the fuck in. You, you, you're, you're the producer. You can do whatever you want. So Me and know, my I... fucking bald ass is fucking... What? Yeah, he's he's not talking about Halloween. He says part two of Return of the Living Dead is not better. It's a PG thirteen family movie. It is not. It it's rated R. The movie sucks. And just admit it. It's, it's rated sucks. R. Your mama I'm sucks. Fucking, I'm gonna fucking send it to you. No. <laughs> I have the fucking. I, have the, that, I can I, imagine. I can imagine you doing that, sending me an entire binder that holds 400 discs, and all 400 discs is going to be Halloween 6. <laughs> yeah, and Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Oh my god. Return of the Living Dead 3 is a better movie than Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Return of the Living Dead 3 is good, 
but two is the best. Have you seen the unrated version of that? What, Return of the Living Dead 3? Yeah. Yes, I have the Vestron uh, Collector Series Blu-ray. Yes. It's so amazing. Like, it has way better... It's like it's almost like Hellraiser 2. Like, it just has all that extra violence. I love that. I love that fucking chick in that one. Mindy <sighs> Clark, I think her name is. Oh, yeah. Fucking I open. mean, she was just... Redhead, okay. take me home. She was just okay, but... I mean, redhead, take me home. Mm, anyway, my you know, little disabled sperms to your whatever, to your chambers. Yes, to the handicapped parking spots. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, Damn I'm done. Right. I'm done. You're done. I've given you my all tonight. It is one o'clock in the morning, and I am done. Giving my all. What the fuck's that Whitney Houston song? I'd start singing it, but I don't remember the words. I don't know, Mike. You can let me know next week and what it is. Yeah. Well, until well, next week. Next weekend, we we're, we're going to go. I think we should go. We should start at 1230. Uh, 1230? Okay. Yeah. So All that right, would we'll start at 1230. That would be Sunday morning, 1230. What's the date on next Sunday? Um, the 17th. Okay. So, kind yes. Saturday the sixteenth at, at twelve thirty. Yeah, Saturday sixteenth at twelve thirty a.m. Technically, it's going to be Sunday the seventeenth, twelve thirty a.m. Yeah, you know what the fuck we're talking. Well, we're going to be going on Saturday night, but we're going to be going at 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 twelve thirty instead of ten thirty. So, yes. join us then. We are going to have uh, a brand new guest, yeah. and uh, hopefully that time will come. And I'm. I'm fucking done. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Churning and burning. They yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town The arena is empty, except for one man Still driving and striving as fast as he can The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long ago somebody left with the cup But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns And thinking of someone for whom he still burns He's going the distance He's going for speed She's all alone All alone in a time of need Because he's racing and racing And plotting the course He's fighting and fighting And riding on his horse He's going the distance He cannot define Bowel-shaking earthquakes of doubt and remorse Assail him, impale him with monster truck force In his mind, he's still driving, still making the grade She's hoping in time that her memories will fade Cause he's racing and pacing and plotting the course He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long ago somebody left with the cup But he's striving and driving and hugging the turns And thinking of someone for whom he still burns He's going the distance He's going
place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details